0: Hi, welcome to the Vine Church Podcast. This week we've got a great speaker. Hope you enjoy it. often put one of these bombs in it. I'm looking at a few people. Stuart maybe. (laughs) Bath bomb guy, Stuart. Mike, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Michael, bath bomb guy. Yeah, yeah. Candles, foam, fizz. That sort of stuff, (laughs) absolutely. Can he beat it? Can he beat it? There's Stephen and Jemima. How about that? There's a blessing bomb for you. Nice to see you back from the warmer climates looking younger than you left. That's brilliant. Lovely to have you back. A blessing bomb. You know, we're going to celebrate Easter, and the biggest blessing bomb that exploded in history was Jesus Christ, the JC bomb. And we're celebrating this We're celebrating that this week, easy for me to say. And we want to be aware of the power that that has brought to our lives, to your life, to my life. To be a blessing bomb and Aaron has been talking about the blessing that Abraham has us and the power that we have as Christians to be a blessing. You know, um, Ephesians uh, is a, the manual of how to be a blessing bomb. If you ever read through it, it's an amazing book of how to be a blessing. And in the middle of it, the crux is here. Ephesians 5.2 says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God, an amazing blessing bath bomb. That sense of uh, peace and joy that comes in that moment when the water's warm, when the smells are good, when your skin feels fresh. I'd never do these things, I don't know, but, you know, Sally says this is what it's like, obviously. What? Do you know people like that? Do you know some people that you just get in the presence of and that you just come back feeling, oh, I've been in a great place. I'm refreshed. I'm revived. I'm excited. I'm relaxed. Peace. I just feel this peace. I would love to be that type of person. that You know, when, when you, you look somebody in the street, you think, oh, I want to go and catch up with them. I just want to get a bit of them for a minute just because I know that wherever I'm around them, I feel... I feel blessed. And we're all called to be a blessing bomb. So here's how to do it, guys. Here's how to do it. Let's see if we can do it. Now, who's my technique today? No. Come on. Well done, Rana. Rana's in the back there today. Thanks, Rana. First time out. So, yeah, if you caught it a couple of weeks back, Aaron introduced our series at the moment, um, Bless, an intentional evangelism initiative, and the banner we're putting over this is transforming cities. How are we going to transform this city? And this strategy uh, that a chap, Dave Ferguson, um, has brought to uh, the church uh, in America has been taken up all over the world, is, is an, uh, just a slightly fresh way of looking at the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. The Great Commission, we know in Matthew, the last words of Jesus almost on earth, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've taught you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we, we know as Christians what our mission is, what our job is, what your job is, what my job is to fulfill the Great Commission. You know what to do. Jesus also hinted at how to do it. And clearly, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We know what to do, and we know how to do it with love. with Loving your neighbor as yourself. And this acronym that, we've come up with, this guy's come up with, bless, touches in the deep roots of promises from Abraham himself that you will be a blessing to all nations and through you all nations will be blessed and we carry that blessing through Jesus Christ into our hearts by faith and we are called to be a blessing to all nations. So the acronym is just simple, um, nothing holy or religious about it, it's just using these letters, bless, begin with prayer. Begin with prayer, and uh, w- we started the whole year um, with a b- focus on breakthrough, on um, how to overcome the challenges that we're facing in the world, what are difficult with us, and as uh, a great start uh, believing that um, we're, we're gonna see areas where we're facing challenges and, and overcoming. We wanna listen with care, eat together, Serve with love that Jimmy shared about last week so powerfully. Serve with love and share your story. These are the five elements of the blessed strategy. So rather than think about how am I going to win somebody to Christ to convert them, we can't really, to be honest, convert anybody. The Holy Spirit's role is to do that in people's hearts, to bring that inner transformation and power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, And sometimes I've got stuck thinking, how can that happen? How can... I transform a person's mind thinking to become like Christ. This seems impossible. And it is for us as man. But what we can do, and what we're called to do, is be a blessing. There was a, a research taken out, Dave Ferguson quotes, you can check it out online, of missionaries being sent out with two strategies, 50 to convert, 50 to bless. The nation in Thailand. 50 people seeking to win conversion of people to Christ resulted in two conversions. The people that went to bless resulted in a hundred coming to Christ with reputation, with the, the sense that there is love here. It is a different mindset to how we fulfill the Great Commission. That's what this strategy is about. It's learning that actually we can be more effective if we understand what our calling is, to be a blessing, not to be a converter. Jesus and the Holy Spirit will do that work, but through our agency of showing God's love, we fulfill the Great Commission. And I'm really excited about this. I, I find that a lot more easier to think about and do. Not that... Speaking the gospel isn't part of it because we share our story at the end of it. So it becomes, and in some circumstances, that's all you've got time to do. So it's not, not hoping for that, but it's just the way we approach this. Using this strategy, I think, is going to help us win Dunfermline, win Scotland, because it's effective throughout the nations as well. We're seeing it. The, um, Will Graham teaching we're going to do? we're putting such a focus on it because it's how to share your story more effectively, more better. It's the best teaching I think we'll find anywhere. And and although you may feel confident about doing it already, I, I, you just can't learn enough, can you? You're always at school when it comes to this, how to share your story effectively. So I really encourage you to get along to that. So that's how we're covering that. Um, begin with prayer. I'm not going to talk much about that tonight, but Um, tonight, today, um, as we've covered it in many other settings, But I just wanted to give you a bit of an update. I don't know if you remember, many of you were here when I... um, These clips are really good. Hold on. And it's upside down. Right, there we go. Remember the, 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 the session I did sharing about the jars? I had six jars, and I was trying to make sense of God telling me, how am I going to become an overcomer? How are we going to get breakthrough? Using the story of the miracle of turning the water into wine, when Jesus um, asked the servants to go and get six uh, uh, stone um, vessels and fill them with water. And then, miraculously, they were converted into the best wine. And God said, look, if you put... All you can do is get the stone and fill it with water and uh, the jars that he said, get six jars, different areas of your life that you want God to move in and you want breakthrough in and and, um, fill them with prayers and I've done that and um, here's the update, Um, I've been sticking in some scriptures as well to transform my thinking, I've uh, put in prayers every day, I've uh, written things out. Um, got Ephesians 6.19, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I may fearly, fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And I, I've got my doubts and fears in here. I've, I've never, um, I've written down, I've never, if I any church that I can remember in the recent past, that I've, you know, not taken the opportunity that I know I should. I, I never seem to get the chance to speak about God. And I put those in my jar at the beginning of the year and the promises, and I started to um, pray, and um, did a bit of a fast for the 40 days, and um, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I have been overwhelmed by what has happened, and I've started to put in some of the things that happened. Within that 40-day period, out of the blue, I've um, shared two hours twice with two people, um, my full gospel, uh, story, the the message. Um, deliberately, it was like miraculously came to pass. One of Alana's friends sat down for a coffee for two hours specifically to talk about faith. My boss bumped into me in a hotel in London that we were down for work. We didn't know we were going to be there. We ended up having a meal together and it, you know somehow got into this full message of telling my story, how I got saved, what the gospel is. Just an amazing, out of the blue, moment you know and um nights out with colleagues at work i managed to i don't know remember helen videoed uh, one of our uganda trips it's on youtube and i sent that to them all and talked about it one night and talked about the will graham event coming up and um got them all sharing uh, throughout the night as what they think about faith and what ha- what is beyond it and what happens and i was where did this come from like s- five six times and then i spoke at work somebody was saying oh, i met my boss last week i jumped up and talked about this stuff and then the office was saying, actually we got into this discussion and there was another conversation then tripped up tripped up of that but oh, so so oh that's amazing oh, tell me more tell me more it's like within like the 40 days that i started doing this compared to what i've done over the 40 years it's like there's more it's like this is miraculous how is this happening and and i just it works, guys, <laughs> I, I, give, I mean, just thank you, Lord, I mean, from my fulling, full of doubts and fears and anything to, it, God has moved, God has moved through this, and breakthrough is coming, and, 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 and the seed's sown, and um, I've even given out, uh, you'll be glad to know you, to one of my colleagues, an invite to the Easter service next week, I haven't done that much before, <laughs> I have to confess, if ever, that I remember. Uh, I, I've talked about Will Graham. I've promised I'm going to invite my whole team to the Will Graham event. So things that have not happened before are happening through this I'm beginning with this. And so thanks to Aaron for um, kicking this off and, and getting us into this. Let, just give me, uh, let's just give God a little bit of thanks. I'm so grateful to you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you allow us to just put water in the jars to put our prayers and put our doubts and fears in and you just turn things around and you make things happen by the power of your Holy Spirit. Just the smallest iota of faith and you return it manifold. Thank you, Lord. And I just pray the blessings uh, on every person here that, they will, that they will see that happening more and more. I got the chance to share with the Rotary Club, with Dave's invite and, and mention the church and Jesus and um, just, just opportunities that um, I would have missed, I wouldn't have taken. Um, so praise God. Begin with prayer. Talk to God about people before talking to people about God. How about that? Is that not a bad thing? Not a good thing. Talk to God about people and maybe your conversation with people about God will be just that little bit easier. Believe it. Amen. Okay, that's B. Begin with prayer. Listen. Listen with care. Hearing is involuntary. Hearing is effortless; you don't have to put any effort into it. You, most of us who can hear, just have to hear; it's just automatic. Listening, on the other hand, is a choice, as intentional. It takes a lot of effort to listen, and there's a big difference between hearing and listening. James one says. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Quick to listen, be quick to listen. It's Not easy to listen, it's easy to hear, not easy to listen effectively, to listen with care, to listen well. The, the, got a quote that, uh, that I've seen, attention is the purest and greatest form of generosity. So thank you (laughs) for giving attention, even for a moment. It takes effort, doesn't it? You have to, oh, distraction comes within a second on your phones, in your head, all the time. Attention comes, comes, comes. Distraction, we've got to actively work against that to be able to listen to people properly. Sure, that's intuitive, but true. And fantastic to think that if we listen to people, it does build credibility, doesn't it? Even And I forgot Jemima's name when she saw me this morning and I saw her this morning. That's terrible, isn't it? How is it? But remembering somebody's name is just it makes you feel good, doesn't it? Your name being mentioned, oh, hi, whatever your name is, isn't as good as… <laughs> and I forget names all the time. It's really bad, even not Sally, but occasionally. Children. So forgive me when I remember it but I, need, you need to, I have to go and write names down and say, right, that's them, that's them. And I still forget. But Listening, taking effort to remember is the start of a credible relationship, of building trust, building credibility, of building a relationship, listening about their lives, listening and asking questions that are good and effective and appropriate at the right time is part of that. And many of us um, are good at talking some less good at listening. It's maybe easier to talk about yourself. Some people find it hard to talk about themselves, um, and it's getting that balance of being able to have some stories. Dave, life is great having stories about everything up his sleeve that he can just share. We need to get that balance, don't we? And Jesus, of course, being the blessing bomb, was a master of it. Of starting a conversation. Apparently, some research says 312 questions Jesus asks in the New Gospel, in the Testament, about people. Asking, asking. He asked Mary, after he's resurrected, "Why are you crying? Why are you crying?" He asked Peter, of course, "Who do you say I am?" He asked Peter, "Do you care for me more than these?" He asked great questions about people. the, The woman at the well the smart woman. Um, he says, will you give me a drink? was the start of a conversation that leads to the woman going away. It says in John 4, 28, leaving a jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come and see a man who's told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way to order him. That conversation is an example of how to develop and it may take us a little bit longer than the way Jesus managed it, but the end of it was he knew her. He knew the deepest issues in her life. He knew what was going on in her life, understood them, and had done it in such a way that she wanted to go back to him and tell everybody about him. To get to that level of relationship with people Will take us time, but the Holy Spirit can gift us and help us to do that—to see what really is going on in, in people's hearts. What are the issues? Just by listening, being attentive to what they're talking about or not talking about. And the risk is we can go in too deep and too hard when we don't know people. And I, we might, I think it, it makes sense to be able to allow people to share it rather than go in and drag something up out uh, of the past that may not be the the real issue. Jesus was a master of it, absolute master. After we've listened for a little while, the really good news is about this strategy is the suggestion is we go and eat with people. Anybody here, eat regularly. Most, most do For some, I know eating can be a challenge and is an issue, but for many of us, it's just the joy of life, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Love our meals, and we're blessed to be able to eat together regularly as families. And um, It's a gift. It's uh, a thrill that if you look through the Bible, food is given a lot of credibility. The main celebratory services in the Old Testament, the Passover, celebrate the miracles of God with food. (laughs) Manna from heaven, God provided food for the Israelites. Then quail came after the bread. God loves to bless and provide for his people, to feed them. The blessing of God is um, significant. Of course, Jesus, which we're going to do later, built on this celebration of the Passover with communion. Here is my bread broken my body broken for you like bread. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. He described himself as food. The promises uh, of that Jesus returning is of a wedding banquet. Says in Isaiah 25, on the mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. How about that for a gospel message? How about that for the reputation of the church? Jesus was known, and he recognized, as a glutton. He was compared to John the Baptist, and he explains it. His reputation for John the Baptist, Jesus says, came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. You say, is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That was Jesus' reputation. Anybody else got a reputation like that? Kish? Okay. Maybe not how we normally think. And I'm absolutely sure when I'm sharing my faith that the reputation the church has and Christians have in the world does not align with the, the way Jesus promoted it. We are the do-gooders. We are the holy, holier-than-now ones. We are the judgmental ones. We are the ones that uh, once we get away, we'll have a real good drink. We'll have some fun when the Christians go on, eh? And that is often the reputation. That was my <laughs> uh, thinking about the church. I have to confess, when I first came to Lord, which is what I've don't fast that much. But when I've come and found actually the blessing of God is around the things. He knows what we need. And he loves a party. At the end of days, there's going to be the biggest party that we have ever seen. The celebration of Christ. Unbelievable. Jesus didn't just listen. 19.5. Zacchaeus up a tree. Zacchaeus. Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, "He he's going to be the guest of a sinner. And Matthew, the tax collector. Follow me, he told Matthew. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Feast and fasting is mentioned 70 times or over in, in the Bible. Jesus built relationships through eating with one another, going to people's homes, sharing um time with people, giving attention to them no different for what we can do naturally today and we 're encouraged to to do that and the thing is is We need to be intentional about it. And this blessed strategy is an intentional evangelism strategy. It's easy as Christians to become less and less connected with people who are not uh, in church or or have faith. And and, um, that's part of the challenge sometimes. We just don't know that many people who would be uh, interested in spending time or asking about church. So we need to be intentional about that. We need to go out and, and find those people. Go out and invite them listen to them, uh, have coffee. I love a, a coffee and chatting around that. It's a easy, easy, much more easy, easier environment um, than um, church You know, sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> we get people to church so we can't really talk. So next week's a great opportunity to invite people when they will have 45 minutes of just being able to chat, have something to eat, listen to what they're saying. And I've seen churches start to do that all the time. That's how they do church. Um, so, it's something we can do. What does Alistair and his friends who prayed Breakthrough for Queen Anne do next? Do we go and have an evangelical event and bring banners in saying, turn to Christ, or do you go and just build some friendships, build some relationships, have a pizza night, have some fun? I suggest that's probably the way to go with this. And then, gradually, you get to the moment when you can share their story, when they start to ask, what's going on? Serve with love, the heart to follow up, to understand when we see people's needs, what can we, how can we respond to that? How can we serve them? How can we help them? How can we um, support them in what they're doing? And many people are self-sufficient, and brought up to be self-sufficient. So sometimes it's challenging to find where that is. Um, and we have to be wise about that. Sally's a master at that. Just taking gifts, befriending where the need is, and um, supporting. Um, and I say, well, that's what girls do. But when it's a guy, you can't go and cut their grass or you know, wash their car. It's hard. What do you do? How do you serve somebody? But I think it's very much about your approach, your attitude it's not just about what you do, but just giving people time and effort and support and listening, supporting what they're doing. My neighbor is a um brilliant guy for organizing events, hosting car races for charity all the time. i've never offered him to say, "Hey, do you need a hand at that?'ve never thought about doing that before maybe maybe that would you know give him me some chance to say, you know after a wee while of helping him, would you come and come to church?" I don't know. I don't know. But with this approach, with this thinking, this new mindset, I don't have to immediately have that conversation that feels so awkward, possibly because it's not at the right time. I need to build that relationship, understand where they're coming from. Go and help them get into my neighbor's world, get into the city's world. And this is what this Transformation Cities is all about. Very exciting. Serve with love, Share your story, and as I say, we're going to be talking about that a lot after Christmas, after Christmas, <laughs> or Easter, whatever. <laughs> bless. This is the bless strategy, and um, we're just going to move into Easter week. We want to um, not say too much more, but move into a chance for taking communion together. As a church, and um, just to introduce that, one of the this is the great thing when you get in it's so exciting having conversations about faith. There's nothing I want to do more. But don't get me wrong, I love talking about Jesus, what he's done in my life, but having that environment to do it, it just seems difficult to get to. But when it happens, it's like there's just it's like heaven on earth. And conversation I had with um, one of the guys I talked about was was amazing, and. Um, only really thought about what he was saying he was saying that that you know okay I've got God but he feels something of love when he's tucking his son into bed at night and um, reading them a story and praying for them and, and you know in in the hills seeing the beauty of creation he says you know I, I feel that I know that you know I, I don't need God to have that moment and I think yeah, okay I get that I get that And then when I was thinking about it later, we were having a conversation about these things, and I sort of realized what I might have said, what I thought about, what came in my mind was, you know, for some people, they feel dead to God. You know, they just know, you know, I know. I was a bit like this. I I thought God was there, but I don't feel, I know him, I don't feel right with him, and I need to get right with him. And many people are aware of how... um, much they disappoint themselves? How much they fall short? How they just people feel bad about themselves, and we see that dominating statistics: suicide, depression, drugs, and they don't know how to deal with it. They just feel just feel rubbish about ourselves. We just feel that you know we are dead to God. God doesn't care about me. We can't come into God's presence. Come go to church because I'm so you know unworthy to be with all the holy people. To be with, you know, in, in anything. And, and we know we're dead to God. And we feel dead to God. We're separated. That's not there. And we know that de- death, the Bible says death separates us from God. But there's other guys. This guy I was speaking to, does, he is absolutely confident in who he is and what, what he's doing. He, he doesn't feel, he's not saying he's perfect by any means, but he doesn't, he was asking, why, why do you need this? Why do you need this? You don't need this. People don't need this. And I realized just afterwards, I think about, well, he doesn't feel dead to God, but he thinks God is dead. God is not relevant for him. God does not have anything to offer him. God does not add anything to him. So the common ground is here that death separates people from God. And whether we feel dead to God or God is dead to us, we need to understand that, I think, when we're listening to the person. I could have called this guy, look, you're a sinner, you need to repent, you need to, he's like, God's dead in his mind, in his world. What I wish I'd done, and and as we go into communion shortly, to have this thought, have this understanding, I thought, you know, Romans says, now if we died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. What I wish I'd said was, imagine your son. Imagine you're dead to your son. That you're like... God and he's like you, that your son doesn't see you, doesn't hear you, doesn't feel you. Imagine that you are in his room and and you're dead to him. And When you want to tuck him in, comfort him, he can't hear, he can't see, he can't know your touch, he can't hear your words of encouragement, he can't hear your love. Because death is separated from you, you may want to reach out to him, but he knows nothing of you. Does that make sense? That, can you picture that? Can you imagine that? That thought—if your son's there, your daughter's there, and you want—you see their pain when they go to sleep at night. Maybe you know their frustration, and, and but you're dead to them. They can't see you. You can't. And and death separates God from us. Imagine God the Father in the same place, separated from his children because of death. That's to me how it seems it is sometimes to understand why he sent his son. What would you not do to become alive to your children? What would you not give to be able to reach out to them? What would you not do to reach down and comfort them and lift them up and tell them it's gonna be okay? Tell when they're orphaned when they have nobody, when they are dead, when you are dead to them? Wouldn't God, wouldn't you do anything to become alive to them, to come down, to be in that room with them? What would would you not do? That they might know that love, they might receive that love. There's nothing you wouldn't do. You would send. You would go yourself as he did. Break death once and for all. So that barrier between God and his children, between you and him, between me and God, is broken forever. Death is defeated at Easter. The blessing bomb that Jesus was broke forever. The power of death over our lives, whether it's you feeling dead to God or God being dead to you, whatever it is, death is defeated. Death is broken forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's why we can celebrate today that we can have access to God through the Father. We can know his love forever and ever and ever. We can know His comfort. We can know when we turn over that we're not orphans, that there is a Father in our room to tuck us in, to comfort us, to love us because of what He has done at Easter and brought the JC bomb forever to explode death forever. Amen. And um, let's um, just bring with that in mind, with that thought, that we're going to just honor that. We're going to celebrate that today. But we've got a new way of taking bread. I wonder, actually, George the guys, could you want to come back and just give us some... We've got a little bit of time. want to finish the service here. We've got uh, some new communion little glasses. Um, not used before, I don't think, too much. Some of you use them Thursday night. and um, So you lift them up. Take one with you. And there's some bread coming out. And Colin is going to help me do this, I think, with... Of people. We're going to come to you today. We'll try this out see how it works. Uh, we're going to come to you, so stay where you are and just in this moment when the Holy Spirit is just moving upon us. We're beginning to prepare to honor Jesus like we've never honored Jesus before this week. This Easter is going to be special for each and every one of you. Maybe it's your first Easter as a Christian and I want you to know that God is with you, that death is defeated. Maybe you're still wondering about coming to Christ and why you need to and um, you can do this right now. Wherever you're at with God, we want to invite you to share communion with us, to share this celebration, because his body was broken for us. Where's Colin? Is Colin here? Colin, are you ready to start helping or sending things out? So um, we're going to go out and uh, I think there's maybe three helpers Do we need. Couple of helpers, yeah. So we need a couple of volunteers just to come help. Thank you, Clara and um, Dave. And we're going to take the bread first, bring the bread to you. So pull a bit off, um, and we remember the promises. He took bread and gave thanks, he broke it. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me building on the promises of the Passover, the freedom, when death passed over the Israelites. So if we go in threes, we'll, we'll come to you, one group, two groups, three groups, to so pull off a bit of bread. Um, thanks, Clara. Yeah, if you take the left, um, i not sure how this works, I hope it'll work okay. can just take your time to take this once you've got it take it on your own we're not, not going to try and coordinate to do it all together so just let me close your eyes think on the the cross here beautifully prepared by helen thank you helen the beautiful roses and uh, really appreciate that vision that image the risen christ no longer on the cross death defeated once and for all Thank you, Lord, as we share in this, in remembrance of you, that you defeated death by becoming death for us, taking sin forever, nailing it to the cross, defeating our enemy, who came to kill and steal and destroy, but you came to give life. In all its fullness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that for every single person, it says in Timothy, that God wants all people to be saved everybody is invited everyone is invited this sacrifice was enough for all men all women throughout every generation this bomb that went off on Easter day that defeated forever the power of death over us that opened eternal life for us, that opened heaven for us once and for all his body broken for us Orphans become adopted into his family. No wonder he's celebrating that he can touch us, he can love us, he can hold us, he can encourage us. Imagine it from God's point of view, how the angels would roar as we sang this morning, that he could now hold his children, comfort them, help them through the challenges of life. come with the the wine I think now. It's just apple juice. Pass these out. So just take um, a little cup. Jesus in the same way after supper took the cup saying this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup claim the Lord's death until he comes thank you Lord that your blood was shed for us that you willingly gave your life that we might have life as we put our trust in you the power of God comes upon us to heal us, to restore us to break the curses of our life We thank you for your bloodshed that you had to come for us, that your love for us was so great. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever should believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. We can rejoice in that victory today and this week as we look towards Easter. The celebration, the hope of life itself, death defeated that barrier that separated God from man, broken forever through Jesus Christ our Lord, the name that is above every name. Jesus and Savior. Jesus saves. That's what he does. That's what he is. The Savior, the Messiah. Who do you say I am? The Savior, the Messiah, the Son of God. Make that declaration in your heart, even now, just as you... Take the wine as you want. We're going to come round to pick up the um, empties. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this moment of peace. Thank you, Lord, for this moment of power. Thank you, Lord, for this moment of healing. Lord, we pray for every soul here. We pray for those prayer requests that came through this week. For Derek's wife, we lift up and ask for healing, for strength, for mercy. Thank you for her joy in the face of difficult news and ill health. Thank you for Derek. Bless him, Lord, with continued faith and hope in you and believe for breakthrough. I pray in Jesus' name for healing on Isabel. Jesus name pray for Colin Leesk. Callum Liesk sorry Colin thank you for these two prayers pray for Callum that he would see healing this week see breakthrough this week in his long fu- function in his mindset just lift him up this is the power of the cross to bring healing to bring salvation to our souls to bring health to our bodies in Jesus name pray healing for every other prayer request that wasn't maybe brought to our attention as a church but you know about we just ask for your mercy God we thank you Lord that you are now in a place where you can come down and comfort you can come down touch our brows hold our hands through the dark nights give us peace as we sleep comfort us you're the God of comfort the God of breakthrough, the God of mercy, and we thank you, Lord, for your love right now. Thank you, Lord, for your love right now. We thank you, Lord, for your victory right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are giving us a, even today. I believe a, a, a new mindset, a new inspiration to take this good news out going to see everybody from God's point of view lost so wanting to hold, to comfort and we can begin to do that, his arms, his hands his feet, for the people around us we start at home start with those closest to us that we know, and we take this message out, we take this love out, we take this gospel out, we pray for people, believe for breakthrough we listen, learn to listen practice every day. We learn to take time to invite, just to have fun, to celebrate, to eat. i an attitude of serving, helping, getting in their worlds and believing that you'll give us the ability to share our story, share the gospel, share an invitation in the weeks to come. We'll and Father, help us even this Easter to um, find somebody to, to bring to the table bring to the banqueting table next Sunday morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be a blessing, bomb. The power of God through Jesus Christ didn't just come so that we would be saved, but we would be a blessing to all nations. The promises given to Abraham to be a blessing of God is fulfilled in Christ, and he passes that opportunity and that challenge and that commission to us to go and be a blessing to all nations it must be a blessing in every situation as best we can. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. We thank you, Lord. I think everybody has been the chance to participate in communion so. Thank you, Lord, for this time, for this moment. Let's not rush by. Holy Spirit come. Us listen to you in this moment, this holy moment. Just take us to that moment when we're looking up at the ceiling, when it's dark. We feel alone, but let Jesus, let God's love fill that darkness now. Let light come into our hearts, every single heart here. Let that feeling of love. Can only come from the heart of the Father, who called you by name, who created you in your mother's womb, who broke down the death that separates us by coming on the cross, lifting Jesus up into heaven itself as a way. once and for all, that we can know God and receive him in our heart, receive his love right now like never before, completely forgiven, completely adopted, nothing separates you from the love of God, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Let's um, worship the Lord, shall we? Let's stand together. Just finish a celebration song in Jesus' name.